0: Hey! Hey! Welcome, everyone, to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a great day, maybe a great evening great weekend. Whenever it is you're sitting down listening to listen this, I just hope you're doing good. So, this week, I mean, we're like we're cooking into September. Like by the time you listen to this, it's already, you know, just past middle of September. The fall season is upon us. You're getting ready for Halloween, maybe having a pumpkin spice latte, and we are getting a little bit closer to the upcoming LPW show, one I'm very stoked for. But this week on the podcast, we're joined by someone I have been very much looking forward to chatting on here. Joining me this week is Lumberjack Larry. Larry, how's it going?
1: Oh, it's going fantastic. And yourself? I'm doing
0: pretty good. Like, you're you're getting ready to crush those pumpkin spice lattes, aren't you?
1: Okay, you know what? I keep seeing stuff for pumpkin spice lattes. It's still August. It's summer still. I know. And then once September hits, then I'll be like, right on. Let's go. (laughs)
0: I'm I was, bitch. I was driving the other day, I was going to the mall and across the street from there, the spirit Halloween is already up and I'm like, dude, this is too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> so, you know, I dipped in to get my costume already. So
1: the boys, so like TY, Mitch, Rich, Ben, they're all, they all think that I work at, at spirit Halloween. So like, <laughs> they know that the busy season's about to start. So <laughs>
0: I'm waiting to see what the uh, the group costume will be for all of the rads this year.
1: <laughs> Regardless of what it is, Ben better be slutty. <laughs> slutty Ben Omen. <laughs> He's been saying that for a year now. He's trying to get sluttier and sluttier. So now it's time for him to actually get slutty. So <laughs> let's go, Ben.
0: on uh for exposure this past week me and pluggo were talking and because we were reviewing lpw 18 so i shouldn't say this past week a few weeks ago me and pluggo were reviewing it by the time this airs and i said you know what for halloween the rads should change it and they should get dressed up as dads like rock the jorts rock the new balances you know like (laughs) the dad caps and all of that i'm like that would be top tier (laughs) so that's what i'm hoping for
1: (laughs) um yeah okay you know what uh i don't think it's going to be too hard to convince them maybe rich (laughs) but uh i I think we might be able to do something
0: there then ben can (laughs) rock the slutty dad costume
1: (laughs) well i got the stash to go with the with the dad look so (laughs) and the dad jokes let's go
0: i'm ready for that now i mean let's talk like little lumberjack larry growing up what was childhood like for you what like where did you even grow up was you were you based out in alberta
1: um so i was born in uh Moncton, new brunswick oh shit yeah and then uh unfortunately the parents got a divorce and then uh i moved back to alberta with my mother mm-hmm. so then basically um East coast born, but prairie raised.
0: Okay. So So, you moved here pretty young or moved to the prairies pretty young.
1: You cock. (laughs) I certainly did. Um, I, um, grew up in a a little town called Beggarville, Alberta with a big besanka Ukrainian egg. Okay. So, I mean, like trying to get to one side of town to the other, it's a 25 minute walk. If that.
0: okay how big is this egg that's there
1: oh it's massive
0: okay is it like like how like drumheller has the dinosaurs you guys just have a massive egg pretty much okay okay
1: awesome pretty much i know um i think back in the day because uh uh the pillar that's holding up the egg um someone ripped off one of the panels so people would actually like go in there and whatnot (laughs) so i remember like poking my head in there and there's like We growing up, we never had McDonald's, but there's McDonald's bags everywhere. So like, this is okay, cool. Everyone's having some time, but whatever. I'm pretty sure other things happen in there, but (laughs) too young to understand that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. hundred (laughs) percent. Oh goodness.
0: So, I mean, what, what was the population of, are you, do you still live there or you've moved on from.
1: Oh, I'm in Edmonton now.
0: You're in Edmonton now. Okay. So what was the population there?
1: Oh, goodness i want to say maybe oh math was never my strong suit that's okay but uh i want to say it was say about fifty thousand.
0: okay so there was there you know it was you know a little bit of people there
1: oh yeah like uh right before i left um uh one of my best friends he had moved there when i was in when we were going into grade 12 (laughs) and uh they moved there because Walmart was opening up a Walmart in Beggar Hill. Mm-hmm. So then we got a Walmart, we got McDonald's. Um, earlier before that we got a Boston pizza, okay. we had a Tim Hortons, which they were, <laughs> it's ridiculous. But if you ask for, uh, uh, 13 Timbits, yes. they were peddling drugs through the Tim Hortons. Really? Yeah. So you got like a little <laughs> thing of like a little thing of Coke. It's was like, what? <laughs> Good old Bakerville.
0: Apparently. (laughs) It's bumping over there. Literally.
1: Back in 2007, 2008. It's
0: bumping. Yeah, there we go. (laughs)
1: Let's go. (laughs) Jesus.
0: So we're already off the rails today. I don't think I've ever had a podcast go like this much laughter this soon. But like, hey, I'm here for it. So (laughs) I'm a laughing
1: kind of guy. Hey, that's all right.
0: So like growing up, like were you doing sports, uh, anything like that? Like what what did you, what kept you busy?
1: Um, honestly, like growing up in the growing up in like in the nineties and like two thousands, honestly, was the best time to grow up because mm-hmm. um, so I started uh, I played a lot of soccer from like age ten till oh goodness, I think when I got my first when I tore my first ACL till Mm -hmm. about 23, I believe. Okay. So it's been, it was nonstop soccer. It was a hockey town, Mm -hmm. but um, like during the winter, but during the summer, it was a soccer town because we demolished everything and Mm -hmm. everyone. Like there was, geez, there was one year that every tournament that we went into, gold medal, gold medal, gold medal. Coach got kicked out. Okay, gold medal. Oh, shit. (laughs) And then like in... um, uh in high school i, I played a, i played a couple of years of basketball uh i curled um i played i tried doing every sport possible mm-hmm. and then weekends like go and hang out with the friends and whatnot yeah have a couple beers um and then we'd always like game out on like 64 golden like oh yeah the time where you can play games and not just be online, but you had to physically be there. Oh, those were the best times,
0: man. Mm-hmm. Trying not like, you know, trying not to look at the other screen to cheat and oh, all that sort no, of stuff.
1: Screen peeking was friggin' impossible. <laughs> I know. Like, hey, no Chuck, mob job, no problem. No Chuck, problem.
0: Chucking the proximity mines, you know, all that sort of fun stuff.
1: Uh, hide and go seek too so like one person would hide and you look at their screen it's like where the hell are you (laughs) everything's pixelated right and then you try people always knew where all the secret spots were Mm -hmm. i had no idea so i'm just chucking mines everywhere throwing (laughs) grenades oh i hit him all right where is he (laughs)
0: yeah you're gonna make me dig out my old 64 that's at my dad's place now
1: that's all i've been playing nowadays it's gamecube and 64.
0: I never got into GameCube, but 64 I had. So I had, like, you know, No Mercy, like Mario World, just the standard games. And, like, I totally missed out on so many fun ones just because, like, at that age, like, I couldn't afford the games. So if it was, like, Christmas, then you'd get one. But besides that, it's like, eh. So I was all about the No Mercy. That was my jam.
1: Oh, that's fair enough. Yeah, it's – I got into wrestling games in uh, the GameCube era. So with, like, WrestleMania 18. Okay. Because I remember uh, it was my turn to play. So I'd always be the big show. So no one could pick him up. And then I go to the top rope and he's doing a moonsault. Like, yeah, that's legit. Okay, (laughs) let's go. And uh, one of my best friends growing up, Taylor, him and I would spend hours making like the most ridiculous like characters. Mm -hmm. And I remember having it was him and I. It was like I was the rock, he was the undertaker. And we were in a handicap match against Stacy Keebler. And we changed up Stacy Keebler's moves and we kept calling her the Terminator because we do all the specials we possibly can. Mm-hmm. And she would just instantly like kick out of two. Like <laughs> we spent about an hour and a half one game trying to beat her. Mm-hmm. We eventually did. We just grabbed a bunch of chairs and started beating her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Wrestling, (laughs) (laughs) yeah,
0: (laughs) because when you're at a show, you know, you get some chain wrestling. The one person who yelled, Wrestling, hey, 49 chair shots, wrestling,
1: (laughs) (coughs) he's knocked out. No, he isn't. Keep hitting him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I should preface this right now like, if you're listening to us converse go to the love wrestling Patreon sign up for that. It's, it's, you know, very affordable because you will want to like visually see this conversation because it, <laughs> the audio will not do it justice for the fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. like you know, That's a plug. So, um, <laughs> okay. Uh, serious note. You mentioned the torn ACL. What, uh, how bad of a recovery was that for you? Because I like when I had mine the wait for surgery was so long that I had to go out of town to go get it. And that was like 2010 ish
1: 2009. So, um, honestly, everything was it trying to get in. Wasn't really that big of a deal. So like I never went for an MRI or anything like that. Um, my physiotherapist that I went and saw he at the time was a physiotherapist for the Edmonton Oilers.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. So he just felt my knee up and he's like, Oh, yeah, you don't have an ACL. Yeah. Oh, lovely. That's why my knee keeps on crunching out of place when I try to play soccer. Mm -hmm. Excellent. (laughs) So, um, like we bypassed all of that and like, he just got me into surgery or uh, he got me, he, he referred me to a surgeon, Dr. Mm -hmm. Huey. Oh, Dr. Catherine Huey, what an absolute beauty of a person!
0: Yeah, just a like, gem.
1: I'm a big football guy, CFL, mm-hmm. NFL. I played a, I played a little bit of men's league here, mm-hmm. and um, she's like, "Oh, well, you know Robert Griffin III," and I'm like, "Yeah, I know exactly what you're gonna about to show me." So she shows me when she when he had a big knee brace on and yeah. he lets go get the ball in the mm-hmm. NFC Championship against Seattle. And the ball hit the ground. And he went to step and he just, it tweaks right out. Oh, yeah. no, no. So she was an absolute like beauty of a person. And then when I got, when I screwed up my uh, ACL again, I saw her again and the little rapport that we already had built mm-hmm. over that, like the first time, oh man. just you're back again? What the <laughs> hell did you do this time? Like, she's she's uh, acting like my mother.
0: <laughs> was it your same ACL that you tore?
1: No, no, no. Okay,
0: like okay. Point. Yeah. Uh, like, when I tore mine, because, like, I ruined my meniscus, too, and, like, they, like, when they're, like, putting you under, they're, like, they won't knock you right out, but they'll say, like, you know, how, how conscious do you want to be? I was, like, as out as you can give me without, like, putting me right out, so, like, I passed out and then I kind of woke like was groggy halfway through and they're like kind of vacuuming the meniscus because that was ruined and I'm like what are you guys doing they're like oh that's your meniscus I'm like is that going to grow back they're like no and I'm like oh and then just right out again no
1: (laughs) (laughs) at least I didn't feel it you know that would have been the worst yeah, both surgeries, I was out like a light. I woke up, I'm like, that's the best sleep I've had in years. Like, let's, let's go again.
0: <laughs> so, that, so you're saying for a good night's sleep, that's what I need to do now is get yeah, put under. Yeah, just screw your
1: body up even more. Go for surgery. Put you out. No problem. <laughs> 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 the best legal drugs out there. <laughs> Apparently.
0: Was was the wrestling uh, WrestleMania 18 video game, was that your first introduction to wrestling or what kind of got you into being a fan?
1: Oh, so um, my mother actually got me into wrestling. Okay. So her and I, every Monday night, we'd always like watch Monday Night Raw and all that. And like, um, my goodness, I think I might've been like five or six. Mm-hmm. And that was always like, um, I'm an only child, so... Mm-hmm. It was it was only mom and I. So we always had these little like times like, "Oh, wrestling's on." All right, well, let's watch wrestling. Yeah. And then like we had our other shows during the week like Stargate SG-1 and whatnot and like um yeah, so like she got me into she got me into wrestling. I just instantly fell in love with it cuz I mean, what kid doesn't like, you know, people fighting? Like, come on. <laughs>
0: You're seeing like all the, all the flips and stuff. You're seeing like got, two people just beat the crap out of each other. And like, at that age, you're like, yeah, this is awesome.
1: Cause you think it's real, you know, like it's just a fist fight on TV. Right. And like, I just like growing up, I, I specifically remember the Hardy boys okay. and like Jeff would always do a swanton off the top. Matt Hardy would always do a giant leg drop off the top. And like, those were the only guys that really, really did anything off the top. Mm -hmm. and then so I was always a (laughs) Hardy Boy fan my mother was a huge edge head she still is to this day okay and so it's like her and I would start almost like shouting matches at each other like (laughs) don't care for him no (laughs) like uh I remember one time she switched it to my uh Monday Night Nitro Mm -hmm. and I saw Goldberg and I remember specifically asking her like that's not stone cold
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that's my last and only time I ever watched WCW. I'm like, this is boring.
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah.
1: wow. But as an adult, I really like in, in wrestling now, I'm like, yo, I missed out as a kid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You go back and rewatch that. And you know, like he, there were some gems back there. Like there's lots of crap, but there were some really awesome like moments and matches. So
1: I just like, too bad the politics kind of took that out though, like yeah. just reading Chris Jericho's book and like all the politics that were backstage and stuff, it's like, come on guys, like just just stop.
2: Mm-hmm. Put on a
1: proper show, hey, oh, we're beating WWF. Hey, good for you guys. How can we keep this theme going? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I think Hulk has to be out there as champ every single night, like. You got the best cruiserweights in the entire world out there right now. Mm -hmm. And they're killing it. And you're just putting out Hogan doing the finger poke of doom and stuff. Like, come on.
0: Like, you go back and you watch, like, Malenko doing, like, super gut busters off the top rope. And you're like, hell yeah, this is what I want to see every week, you know. And then it's like, oh, now we've got Hogan doing a 20-minute
1: promo. Awesome. So. I mean, he, he, he can go by all means, but yeah. it's TV. He knows how to play smart on TV, so he's not going to go that hard. No, not at all. So, smart. yeah, I love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, like, when were you thinking, like, okay, you want to become a wrestler? Was it from being a kid that, like, you had your eyes set on doing this? Or was it just later on in life, you're like, I'm going to give it
1: a go? Um, It's always been in the back of my head. I've always wanted to be a cop, like, ever since uh, – ever since grade one because i ate a lot of donuts Mm -hmm. and um i remember going up to my grandfather and i um i told him like one day and i'll never forget this either and i told him i want to be a cop and the just the 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 way his eyes and his face the biggest smile i've ever seen him ever have and he was just so proud that i i want to do something like that so In the back of my mind, I'm still like, I want to be a pro athlete. Mm So, like, wrestling was always there. And growing up in a small town, there wasn't a lot of wrestling fans. Mm -hmm. Like, small town, country, country town. Like, you want to be with the popular kids and all that? Well, you got to get along with what they like. But with me, I got along with everyone. So, it's like, okay, these are, like, my popular friends. Right on. Mm -hmm. Well, I still have my wrestling friends, so I'm going to go watch WrestleMania 19 over at my buddy Marco's house. And uh, we're going to have... There's seven of us right on. That's Mm -hmm. all I need. Let's go.
0: Some of those were, like, the best kind of things where, like, because in high school, you know, like at my parents' place would be like, okay, everyone, you know, you chip in 10 bucks, you come watch the pay-per-view, we order pizza and we have a blast. And like, there were some nights where it was like, there's 25 people in there just like having a blast. And it's like, just dudes watching wrestling. And it's like, this
1: rocks. Right? And it's something different too. Like, especially in like a small town. Like, Mm -hmm. mom would always, um, because my buddy Marco would always get the WrestleManias. We always had WrestleMania, we always had WrestleMania there. My buddy Craig would always get uh, SummerSlam, and then I would either get Survivor Series or the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think the first pay per view uh, I think the first pay per view I ever hosted was uh, Survivor Series two thousand three. Okay, and I was we were so mad, thirteen, and we were so mad at the outcome of of everything in that pay per view. Like nothing, everything that we cheered for. Could not happen. Mm We want our Austin's team to win. Guess what? Batista screwed over Shawn Michaels. Oh, cool. Well, I hate Batista now. Screw that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look at that. Uh, 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 Vince is just getting his ass completely handed to him. Right on. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at that. Kane came by and freaking finished that. Cool. Awesome. I mean, the ambulance match was really freaking good. But,
0: see. I think like I had checked out for a few years around then, like after 2002, I was like out of it for like a solid seven years. Like I still kind of like would keep tabs, you know, reading results and stuff, but I never watched it. And then all of a sudden, like I got right back into it when, pardon me, when CM Punk did his, like, pipe bomb promo, that, like, hooked me back in, you know? Oh, because, yo. like, everyone was talking about it. I'm watching, yeah. and I'm like, this is incredible, you know? He's just talking about this and that and everything. And it's like, this is unheard of. Like, this can't be real. Like, he's he's shooting right now. And I'm like...
1: So it still had me hooked
0: even then, so...
1: Oh, I, I mean, like, I think it's the first time I ever remember, like, anything on WWE, like, any WWE promo or anything product where... As soon as he looks at the camera, he's like, "Hey, Colt Cabana, how you doing?" I was like, Mm -hmm. "Yo!" He just he just name dropped someone else in a different company. Yeah,
0: and then he even mentioned Ring of Honor, and you're like, "What is going on?"
1: Right? Like they're gonna
0: fire him.
1: Oh, that's just some really good times. Like, oh goodness. I loved growing up with wrestling. Like it's great (laughs) mother and I, we always made every single live event, televised event, pay-per-view that ever came to Edmonton. We made Mm -hmm. every single one. Mm -hmm. And like, I think it was the 2017, uh, I think there's a house show here in Edmonton. And that was unfortunately the one and only time that her and I ever missed a WWE events. Okay. But then every then we got back on track and we're like, yeah. all right, we're going to all the events again. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. um Well, let's talk like because you did your training at Monster Pro. Yeah. What was it about Monster Pro that you were like, this is where I'm going to go? What stood out to you about it?
1: So I was playing uh, men's football for the Saint Albert Stars. Okay. And um, uh, this is where I met uh, uh, Justin. So uh, everyone knows him as Wrath. Mm-hmm. So I met him there because he was one of my offensive linemen and I heard him talk to my quarterback about like wrestling, jumping off ladders and stuff and I'm like, what? what? Mm-hmm. so I started picking his brain a little bit more about it and all that and then um, um, he's like, oh yeah yeah we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a, a, a training camp here uh, in May of 2016. so that was May long weekend. I'm like mm-hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. so i like no hesitation i contacted the guy i contacted uh sean uh massive damage and he told me every he gave me all the information i needed and then boom signed up um just before that i was looking into because i did look into rcw because they had also some sort of training going on too and they had uh oh goodness they had a former impact wrestler as their head trainer down here, that that's what they were saying.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think it, uh, Jesse Neal, I think. Okay. Um, I, I remember he was uh, tagging with Rhino back in like 2000. Uh, geez, 2015, 2016. I think he tagged with like Shannon or not. Is it Shannon Moore? Oh, Shannon Moore. Yes. Cause they're the Mohawks.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. So, I looked into that a little bit and um and then life happened and then uh i second chance happened with justin so Mm -hmm. he told me all about monster pro so i ended up going there and just the 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 training camp like um i was nervous Mm -hmm. super nervous and just uh uh just just seeing everyone around there like knowing that they're pro wrestlers, that they are like, Oh my God, I want to do this.
2: Yeah. I'll
1: never forget it. Um, I think it was, I was with Parrish and I did some reversal into a hammer lock and the way that I placed my hand into his hands, he stops, turns around and Parrish was like, who taught you to do that? No one. This just feels natural. Mm -hmm. It was like, good, good. You keep that up. I want to work with you more, mm-hmm. and right there, I'm like, "Yo, oh!"
0: It started so, to click, and like things get rolling after that. You know, like it's you know, because you know it feels natural. It's almost like that. I don't want to say sixth sense, but like you have that intuition.
1: Yeah, no, no, a hundred percent. Like mm-hmm. it just, and and that's the best thing about wrestling too. It's it's just like, hey, that feels a little weird so let's try something else to get Mm -hmm. into that yeah so just because you do it your way maybe i should learn it that way but maybe that's just not my way of doing it yeah so
0: yeah how long did you do the training before you had your first
1: match so the training camp was may long of 2016 uh i was at a real bad I wouldn't say bad job, but I had a, I was at a job that I could never make training. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was around November when I bumped into, I was on lunch. I was working, a a dirty mid shift, like 3 PM to like 1 30 AM. It was cool. just dirty. I was over on the North end and, um, I bumped into, uh, uh Cody Blay, Lil Blay. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Hey, you're Dylan, right? When are you coming back to training? what? I had like a very minimal conversation with you and you remember me? Mm-hmm. Cool. So then I ended up messaging Sean the very next day. And I was like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm working things out with my work, but, uh, I want to come train. Yeah. So I started my, my first day of actual training outside the camp was May 22nd. Okay. And, or sorry, uh, November 22nd of 2016. Okay. So few and then ahead. Trained for three months, and then I made my debut February 4th, 2017, uh, in the main event of the MPW show called The Eliminator.
0: Okay. So, who'd you wrestle in that match?
1: um, So I was in – the main event of that is called The Eliminator. So it's Mm -hmm. two, four – there's six people involved. So it's like a – it's it's a fun little match, actually. So four people are are on each – corner it's like a tag match but it's not
2: Mm
1: -hmm. so two people are in the ring they can tag out then the other person comes in so whoever gets pinned or or taps out they're eliminated and then someone else comes in Mm so it's almost like a gauntlet but not Mm -hmm. um if my memory is correct it was i was debuting um simply epic eddie rude was debuting as well um, Maniac Chris Parrish, uh, Juke Dawkins, and I want to say Big Sexy Bradley Graham, okay, from uh, L or from uh, PPW down in Lethbridge.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I was the first eliminated. <clears throat> um i was super nervous coming out and all that and uh i just remember like maniac like as soon as he pinned me um gets nice and close to my ear and he's like i'm so fucking proud of you like unbelievably proud of you and i'm i'm trying to be beat up i'm trying (laughs) to be beat up i'm i'm pretty like broken at that point too and i'm trying not to smile i'm like ah
0: just a shit-eating grin on your face even though you're trying to be like (laughs) oh
1: Oh, uh, it's just like, um, like with the rest of the rads, they never, uh, they never got experience like the locker room that MPW had, like when yeah. I first came in, there was a, a bunch of people from, uh, PPW down left bridge. They're like Sidney Steele, Bradley Graham, Jude Dawkins, uh, Sean Martins. Um, they experienced some of them, but not everyone. Um, there's TJ down there too. Like it, it was just filled with vets. -hmm. And I learned so much from everyone, and it was just, everyone was just, it it was great. Mm -hmm. It's my first experience in a locker room, and like nothing could beat that until I went to LPW and I'm like, yo, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But every locker room has their own like quirks and all that, right? Yeah.
0: but like to start off in that and to be able to have the, those veterans there and being able to learn from them and like it seemed like it was a very tight knit group who really wanted to like they want to see you succeed and like you were picking it up. So like why not like you keep running with it?
1: Oh exactly. Like yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I, I learned a lot from MPW and like I'll never bash MPW because they gave me my start. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot from that place and like it's life's too short life's mm-hmm. really too short to hold grudges against anyone or anything like that it's like so yeah <laughs> i hold no ill will to like mpw or anything mm-hmm. like that so got my start there it was great it was, I, it was nice
0: okay i have to ask now because lumberjack larry woods where did the lumberjack come from and if you tell me it's from a shoot job then i'm going to have even more questions so fair warning
1: so um, I had a beard, like a real big, thick beard, mm-hmm. and um, one of my best friends. Um, I'm terrible at this, um, and I know some friends always give me crap for this. But um, one of my one of my best friends, he uh, he had either MS or ALS,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I wanted to do something to um, like. <clears throat> as a gimmick toward like for him kind of deal. So like I was, I was watching the ranch on Netflix quite a bit. Yeah. So I'm like, Bennett, the rancher, Kobe Bennett. So I pitched like, or the cowboy, um, uh, like Michael Coors or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. I I tried so many, so many things and I, it kept getting shot down. And then finally, um, Sean's like, huh, you look like a lumberjack. (laughs) We'll call you lumberjack Larry. (laughs) <laughs> and i'm like hey, okay guess i'm that yeah and just the direction that people wanted me to go i was like ah i kind of act like another bushwhacker kind of deal more uh. comedic and all that and i'm like i'm starting off and i'm like i ah, uh. but then everyone else all the vets that, that that i that i worked with um they helped me like create like the character define it to what it is um like uh like my finisher is just a rainmaker Mm -hmm. but um i i had no idea for a finish and then finally uh i I think it was martin sean martins was like hey you know try this get behind him and i'm like whoa saw 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 out pop yo Mm okay, okay, I'm starting to get, now everything's clicking, so. Yeah,
0: it just takes one little thing like that, and you can build off of it, like, then the ideas start forming, because it's like, like a light switch flips, almost.
1: Yeah, Uh, you know what, this, um, um, Lumberjack Larry Woods would not be, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for my friends, honestly, Mm -hmm. like, it just helped me out trying to define who I am and everything, and like. Love them all. I, too need a to name.
0: <laughs> well, it's funny because like in 2018, I saw you wrestle for PCW here in Winnipeg. Mm. Like, and the thing <laughs> is at the time, like, cause I knew nothing about, independent wrestling i would just go to the pcw shows that's it so like you know you, you know the group there you'd see the flyers for other shows be like okay there's more wrestlers and then it's like oh y- you come out it's the lumberjack larry woods i'm like oh he must be a new wrestler in winnipeg i had no idea that people <laughs> are coming in from out of town because to <laughs> me that idea was just foreign so i saw you and sean wrestle i want to say it was team impact but i could be
1: mistaken um i know they're uh i know one of them was like a like a a, a local veteran. Um, Let's see if I can punch it up real
0: quick because I have your cage match here.
1: Yeah, and you know what? The best thing about that show too, I think, because we were on second, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that's when like everything was even getting good. I think uh, I think Don Callis was there too, just for like a hot minute. So like all the all the big people, all the big promoters for Mm -hmm. winnipeg they were all at that show and i never knew this until like the very end and um that second match um the ring wasn't broken yet i think it was the third match the the bottom rope broke or something yes
0: the bottom rope was so (laughs) shitty (laughs) it just hangs off like the post and you're like this is dangerous
1: Yeah, so I'm (laughs) glad we were on second and done. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. So I remembered seeing you there, and I was like, if I ever talk to him, I'm gonna
1: bring that up. So, (laughs) and see, I was just thinking about that driving home today. I was like, yo, what was that? What was that Winnipeg shot that I did like all those years ago? Mm
0: -hmm. But because was that the only time you were in Winnipeg to wrestle?
1: Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I did do uh, a Northern tour back in right before the pandemic in 2020. Okay. But just never, yeah, I just had the one show in Winnipeg so far.
0: That was the Candelo Northern tour? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where... I I always love hearing people's experience with that because it's like very eye-opening. So like, I assume it's the same for you, but then like, you know, like a, to think like, okay, lumberjack gimmick going up there. It's like, you were probably so over that it's not even funny.
1: Oh, you know what? It, it, honestly, it was a really good time. Um, mm-hmm. The wrestling part was okay. Um, but uh, they were also filming a documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I was talking to it with some people today. And honestly, I don't think I'd be as comfortable in front of a camera if it wasn't for that documentary crew, mm-hmm. because I I got a chance, I got a chance to work with them like quite a bit and all this and like, just say the proper things in front of like a camera kind of deal, like learn my way around a camera and all that and like great experience. And then we got onto the ice, everything was pretty good, but you know, tempers are gonna flare after a while. We're all tired, we're all beat up and everything. So tempers did flare. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a really good chance to, uh, I had a drive uh Tony Candelo's truck mm-hmm. for oh goodness I think that was 14 hours straight because oh. we uh we were traveling at night and yeah. we got turned around we got lost for a hot minute there
2: mm-hmm.
1: like we took a wrong turn at Albuquerque or whatever <laughs> and we ended up getting we ended up getting it was our last stop too. Uh, I don't recall what the stop was, but um it's our last stop. We get in at 8:30 a.m. Mm-hmm. It's already light out. We're like we're not let's just get in, get a couple hours of sleep. Yeah. Um who did I meet there? I met Bobby Shink.
2: Yes, beautiful and, uh,
1: oh, and Sloan. Uh, she's a wrestler outside out of uh, BC. Mm-hmm. And honestly, um I don't think I would have made that tour if it wasn't for those two people. Yeah. Like they, my goodness, I would have went absolutely nuts if it wasn't for those two. Mm -hmm. Like
0: Bobby is an absolute gem. Like I love that guy. He's great.
1: He's a national treasure. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like one of the most positive guys I've ever met, like always smiling. And like you talk to him and you're just like, even if you're having the worst day, like after you talk to him, you'll just be grinning from ear to ear
1: like <laughs> oh man we had like that's my first time like being heel was was mm-hmm. on the on the tour a couple times and like oh my goodness it was just i was always tagged with him so it was just nothing but fun mm-hmm. like he, he has his taunt and then i would do it but i'm i'm short so i try to like <laughs> jump up and, like, ah!
0: <laughs> and the kids go bananas for his syrup like They're like hand over fist. Like, I want to be next. I want to be next. Pushing each other out of the way. Like, it's incredible to see.
1: Oh, goodness. Um, Actually, I was with Bobby. I was with Bobby. Uh, I traveled with him once because he was driving the ring truck. Yeah. And I don't know what happened. There was uh, some red tape going across, which means don't freaking cross. Mm -hmm. The lead truck went across (laughs) and starts sinking down and down. Mm -hmm. and they made it to the other side no problem but we're in the ring truck it's a two-wheel drive Mm -hmm. yeah start sinking and then we're stuck and all of a sudden i'm starting to get so mad i'm like we're dead we're fucking dead we're going Mm -hmm. to sink right down we're done Mm -hmm. and we get out and like the tire like about half the tire was in water i'm like cool. So I grab my bags. Bobby grabs his bags. Some of the other people are coming over. I'm like, what's the point? We're fucked. Like <laughs> show's over guys. Let's yeah. <laughs> but we, uh, Tony ended up getting like a, like a tow truck and getting it pulled out and stuff. So everything yeah. was good after that, but it's just like, my goodness. But like even, even having the ability to like, uh, pick Tony Condello's like head and all that just it was cool it was cool hearing all the stories and everything mm-hmm. and like just knowing that hey I want to tour that like Edge and Christian and Rhino mm-hmm. were on before and it's like this is so cool
0: to like you talk to him and just knowing like the people's lives he's impacted throughout wrestling like almost everyone in canada they know who candelo is just because of what he's done in winnipeg the matches he's promoted they're doing the tours all that sort of stuff and it's like it's kind of crazy to think about that like he's still going strong doing those northern tours today still like putting on the shows for all the fans up north like it's
1: great oh is it ever like talk about a workhorse honestly oh, yeah. <laughs> smokes like a chimney but that's okay <laughs> yeah,
0: okay the one thing everyone has said about those tours is like the the camaraderie and the friendships that they make coming out of it and like it seems like it was the exact same for you like just a, a great experience meeting new people and being able to build off of that
1: yeah so it's like uh if i ever go down to winnipeg the first person i'm going to call is bobby mm-hmm. whenever i go down to bc like the very first person i'm going to call is sloan
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's like hey I want to see you guys like, yeah, like it's again, life's too short. The wrestling community is so small. It really is. So it's like, I love it. I love Mm -hmm. it and hate it.
0: (laughs) Um, I want to talk a little bit about, I mean, you've been a big part of the rads. I mean, like you've known those guys for, for years, even before like forming the group, but like the tag team wrestling aspect, I mean, you look even in the past year and like, Teaming up, whether it's, you know, with Rich or Ty or Mitch or whoever, I mean, you guys have faced off with some of like the biggest tag teams in Canada and came out victorious. I mean, like, you guys have been able to hold, hold your own against, you know, like teams from Montreal with Black quebec Quebecois, the Bay City Choir Boys, like, state of emergency, one of the best teams in Canada. I mean, you guys went toe to, toe to toe with them and like came out victorious. I mean, like, it's really something to be said about the chemistry you guys have. And I was hoping you could speak a little bit about that.
1: It's, um, it's uh it, it's funny when you actually become friends rather than just get grouped together mm-hmm. like we've wanted to do this like ever since like we started hanging out even more and more and more and like traveling to uh to like Saskatchewan together and all that like we we always talked about trying to form a group and stuff and then when it finally happened it's like awesome now mm-hmm. we're going to run wild with it
2: mm-hmm. and, like
1: having that chemistry with everyone like uh mpw i tagged with i tagged with mitch uh rcw i tagged i tagged with rich and then i tagged with ty quite a bit this past year so it's like even if we like even if we uh like for instance me and ty when we first tagged with each other like the stuff that we just came up with like it just it just clicked mm-hmm. and like Everything was on point. Everything just seemed, everything just seemed natural, and that's the thing with all of us. Like we're we're just, we're just natural with each other. We just we can work off each other. Yeah. So it's it's just, it's something that I find you don't really get to too much of nowadays. Like, you put in a tag team and then you put some tag moves together. That's awesome and all, but just trying to work off each other. I'm getting beat up. There's rich on the outside, trying to like naturally get me going, get the crowd going behind me and everything like that. Same with Mitch, same with T Y like, and then Ben as our manager right there, it's like, we've all, we've all grown closer. Like I consider those guys, my best friends. Mm -hmm. Like there's like, I take a bullet for any one of them. Mm -hmm. So I mean, like it's a brotherhood with us and like, being able to have the opportunity to go up against some of Canada's best tag tag teams, whether it's LPW, BEW, like RCW, wherever we are. Like I, it just, I, it it's, it's so nice to actually like see our, see the group working and people actually believing in us and, and going, Hey, I want to see this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it, it's just,
0: it, it, it's kind of funny because I mean, for the most part, I mean, rads have always been heels, you know, like doing the, the dastardly tactics and everything. And like, you, yeah, I mean, you look at rich and you're like, yeah, I could see that. You know, like he looks like, you know, he'd be a little, a little mean, you know, like, okay. You know, but then like talking to you and it's just like smiling, grinning ear to ear. and like, <laughs> how is that possible? Like the face turn suits you so much.
1: It's, um, turning heels, uh, like, like last summer turning heel was, I thought it was gonna be super hard, but mm-hmm. then whatever issues I had going on at work, oh, wow, I just take it to the ring with me and it was it's so easy to be a heel mm-hmm. after. <laughs> and then that evolved into the whole crotch chopping too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it was great. It was great telling people to frig off and like, it was
0: great. <laughs> I, I, I should preface this with all saying that like Rich is a great guy I, I think he's fantastic don't actually that? think he's a mean guy No, you know. No, he, he, no, no. except when he gives you grief for your hair
1: <laughs> oh when it goes up in a ponytail he hates that so much <laughs> and TY loves it it's great <laughs>
0: Uh, before we started recording, we were talking about that. I was like, I'm going to drop that during the podcast just to get a pop out of pop out of you. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, go for it.
1: Let's freaking go. <laughs> Maybe one day, Rich, I'll, uh, I'll shave this. But till then, nah, brother.
0: <laughs> you guys have done like Tales from the Undercar, Joe. Had a lot of fun with that. Any episodes of that that really stand out to you?
1: Oh boy! Um, honestly, <laughs> um, I'm like a broken record, but honestly, our Thanksgiving episode was just fire. Mm-hmm. Our Thanksgiving episode is just like great. <laughs> <laughs> try, we like to we like to try and do everything in one take, mm-hmm. but it was a little difficult to make it through that <laughs> Thanksgiving <laughs> episode. There's multiple takes all over the place. Just well, laughter every everywhere. So
0: like you know, people will do videos and stuff like that and have their series, but like it it really shows like with the tales from the undercard just how close of a group all of you are. Because like you can just tell you guys are enjoying it, you're having fun, and like really like it's something special.
1: It's um so at the beginning of the year, I actually talked Camille Brickhouse's ear off for like about an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mentioned like, like the uh, Tales from the Undercard. And then I explained to her a little bit more like what we do and stuff. And she loved the idea. Um, I don't know if she did see an episode or not, but she did mention like, um, if you guys are laughing, like trying to trying to do takes and stuff or just it just seems very natural that what we're doing and it mm-hmm. honestly really is like we're out there having fun plugging in whatever we possibly can trying to make each other pop and especially if there's like other people in the room and stuff like trying to get a reaction out of them too like love it mm-hmm. absolutely love it we're a bunch of jackasses so hey <laughs> might as well put it on camera right heck yeah <laughs>
0: okay now like when you mentioned earlier you know like how you barely watch any wcw like i have to ask because i know when you worked the cwe show you teamed with psychosis yeah so like what was that like because i'm picturing you in your lumberjack gear and then like psychosis in his luchador gear
1: and i'm just like okay i could get into this tag team so so um i drove up a bunch of uh, CWE guys like mm-hmm. I, it was AJ San I I drive a little 2009 Kia Rio ki- in, oh my keep in mind so <laughs> I had AJ Sanchez sitting up front with me mm-hmm. I had um Martin Payne from Austria sitting right behind me uh Alex Wicker sitting in the middle and uh Vinny Vinny Da Vinci if I'm okay. correct um so, so hey they're a little smaller so uh aj could like move the seat back a little bit i'm whatever i i like to sit up nice and close to the windshield either way so i'll give, Mar- I'll give martin all the,
2: uh, all, the all the room yeah
1: so i ended up helping them out drive up to prince george bc yeah and um never thought anything of it so i brought mm-hmm. my gear just in case mm-hmm. and the next thing you know like oh yeah, yeah you're uh, i'm gonna put you in a tag match with psychosis and i was like what what? (laughs) So we're getting ready. They're going over the match and I'm like, Oh, I get it. I'm gonna get beat up. Oh, cool. (laughs) So like, um, that's like my first CWE experience and like getting out into the gymnasium. It was packed. Mm -hmm. No one knew who I was, but they just wanted to cheer. And they were so friggin loud. And just like, just cheering away. Mm-hmm. Um, so me and Psychosis, like such a put-together tag tag match. I don't even think we did any tag moves, <laughs> to, be, to be fair. Um, uh, I like to brag about this, but I was the only Canadian in that ring. Minus like the referee.
2: Because yeah.
1: it was me, Psychosis from Mexico, uh, Martin Payne from Austria, and the uh seven foot uh, alex ace from spain okay so i'm like yo this is this is really cool mm-hmm. so um we're trying to get the crowd going So no problem little banter back and forth back and forth psychosis goes off and says something and uh has got his broken english yeah so i don't I, the people never heard but i heard and martin heard and we kind of look at each other and we're like uh, huh. <laughs> no! Get in there, get him, Ghost Psychosis, get Martin Payne. <laughs> oh. oh my God! I'm not going to say what it was, but um, <laughs> it wasn't really that bad. But today's standards, it's kind of bad. So just leave it at that. Yeah, but it was nice. To, um, I never really got a chance to really talk to Psychosis mm. all that much, but I mean, it was. uh, It was still like. It was my first person to share a ring with who um i grew up watching yeah so like wcw never really got a chance to really uh get to know who psychosis was but then 2003 when the mexico's came out i was like mm-hmm. yo this is this shouldn't be happening no there's, there should not be any mexico's coming out on a lawnmower no 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 but the wrestling was great.
0: T- oh, the wrestling was fantastic. <laughs> but it's just like, you can't just, you have to do this. You can't just let them wrestle instead. Like, come on.
1: Uh, well, I mean, JBL going to the U.S.-Mexican border. like, uh, uh, <laughs>
0: So much of that JBL stuff. You go back and watch it now, and you're like, what the fuck? Come <laughs> on, guys. Do better. Hey.
1: Great heel. I, I loved his championship run, but my goodness. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> oh, No.
0: No, okay. I got a few more for you, then I'll let you go. But like matches that really stand out to you that you've been able to take part in. Any that really come to mind?
1: Oh goodness. Honestly, there's um there's three. Mm-hmm. So it was me versus sean martin's in mpw Mm -hmm. um actually there's there's four actually so me versus martin Payne or um sean martin's for the mpw heavyweight championship um Mm -hmm. i ended up winning okay like the pop was just huge um and then like um mitch coming in holding my hand up and everything. And then next thing you know, he kicks me right in the dick. Mm-hmm. And it's just your typical like, Hey, he's my tag partner right on celebrating. And then he just absolutely annihilates me. Mm-hmm. And then I know we're, we were trying to figure out something like super devastating. So I remember I was at my mother's, my mother's house the weekend before. And he had, uh, she has uh, edges book from way back in the day. And I'm looking through some of the pictures and stuff. And, oh there's christian doing a double concerto to edge i'm like yo Mm
2: -hmm. we're gonna
1: use this title concerto boom at that moment um fans started throwing garbage in the ring really oh it was so surreal because i also remember uh seeing uh an interview with scott hall when the nwo first became a thing Mm -hmm. um Hall was saying like he never experienced people throwing garbage like that in the ring and I'm like yo we're experiencing what Scott Hall experienced so many years ago mm-hmm. and he was already like a veteran at that at that time like we're still super young in our careers and we're experiencing this this is so cool um my last MPW match I ever had was um me versus Mitch to start off the show in a best three out of falls match. Okay. And it was just... It was a good way to end the feud. Mm-hmm. It, it, it would have been a... Like, if the pandemic never got involved and, like, shut everything down and kind of put a, a halt in our feud, I think, like, it would have been great. Yeah. But it was a great way to finally finish off that story. So, Um. Uh geez, there was a babyface, first baby face against uh me versus TY at MPW. We mm-hmm. went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. He ended up getting the the win on me. Um, but then when we when we went over the match again, we didn't realize like we told a hell of a great story mm-hmm. for like the second time that we ever took the ring together. Like, absolutely unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh my last CWE. CWC when it was still kicking around, uh, in Red Deer, I had a match against Jack Pride mm-hmm. and I ended up beating him for the Alberta for the Alberta title, and like just just the crowd reaction off of that to him being like a super heel in that promotion, like it became we became even closer friends like during our our entire feud in CWE like like oh yeah. <laughs> right now i hate the guy because he's a dick but you know uh, an absolute pirate not anymore <laughs> but pretty close um um oh goodness and where else was that then on, honestly our uh six-man tag that we had against uh state of emergency and uh the mock michael allen richard clark like mm-hmm. just just easy people, easy people to work with, like putting together the match. Like that was the longest I've ever put together a match. Just trying so many moving pirates. Uh, there's a spot in the match where I got super nervous. Like I don't get nervous in a match, like over a spot, like, Oh, no problem. But it was the top rope suplex to the floor. And I'm like, Oh my God, this, this, I, I don't know guys. Like Mm -hmm. you really want to do this rich, taking a big bump like that. What? (laughs) But honestly like just getting to build a little bit more rapport with um um with Miles and Sebastian mm-hmm. and uh Mark like I mean it, it was it was fantastic like yeah and off the top of my head that's I'm pretty sure there's like a couple more but that's those are the ones that stand out right now. I'm that's pretty silly. sure there's a couple with me and Rich but <laughs>
0: That's solid. a solid, uh, I think, four or five matches there that, you know, if they're online, people can hopefully go check out. So
1: I think you know, they're all that's on good. YouTube somewhere. Yeah,
0: there you go. Um, okay, so. before I let you go, I like to ask everyone for a match recommendation. So one that you as a fan want the listeners to go check out. So whether it's WWF, WCW, anything like that, just like one that you would be like, this is a great match. Go watch it. Oh,
1: yo, yo, um, oh my goodness, this is damn, um, oh my goodness, um, yo, when you gotta come at me with that, <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I would have to say. It would definitely be a WWE match. Um, I'm a little I'm a little biased towards like WrestleMania 19 because that was like my very first WrestleMania I ever watched. Mm-hmm. So like side note, when I went to Seattle, I didn't realize that Safeco Field was in Seattle. So I was taking the train. And I looked out the right. i like, Safeco Field. I'm like, oh. Yo, WrestleMania 19 was here. I was destined to come here. <laughs> <laughs> Saw Guns and Roses there, so it was yeah. Um, honestly, I really liked uh, The Rock in Austin. Yeah, like that wasn't your typical like Stone Cold coming in whooping ass or anything like that. No, it was it was a nice little like The Rock finally like taking the reins over over um, over Stone Cold and whatnot. And honestly, like. That's forever going to stick in my mind, like especially at the very end there when mm-hmm. the ref comes to check out and rock just pushes him away. Cause he's got something to say to him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, like that right there, like that blew my mind. That entire pay-per-view really just blew my mind. But that, that will forever stick with, stick with my head. Cause that's two of the greatest, like two of the greatest rivals. And that's how they finish off their rivalry with, so much respect like
0: I, i'm trying to remember was 19 uh, did it have um who would it uh, have had been undertaker versus uh, oh i can't remember like albert and big seven. show okay albert and big show so that was the yeah. one that biscuit performed at then
1: yeah yeah okay cuz uh, i bought
0: the dvd just because limpiskit performed at it. i bought it on ebay <laughs>
1: Um, they had one of the theme songs there too. Okay, yeah. Uh, I can't recall what that's because it's not one of their more popular songs. Because no. even when I found out it was Olympus, good song, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, but yeah. That one really um sticks to mind. Like, even like the triple threat match in TNA, like AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Samoa yeah. Joe for the X Division title. Like, look at what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. they're all, still killing it like all three can still go oh like, that's my goodness. ridiculous like oh. uh, again like those are really like the only two that come to mind right now yeah because i had no idea this is coming so i like
0: to throw that one out there you know just to surprise uh surprise the guests
1: <laughs> yeah i mean there's like two minutes of like uh uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay um
0: Well, before I ask your upcoming shows, how was the Guns N' Roses concert you went to?
1: Oh, phenomenal. Like, they played one song that I absolutely, like, I hold super dear to my heart. They didn't play it, but when I came here in in Edmonton and watched it, they played it. It was Mm -hmm. uh, Patience. Okay. Uh, I just, even like the Chris Cornell version of it, after, like, they released it after he passed, like, that haunting, but Mm -hmm. so good.
0: I was like estranged was my jam because I remember seeing the video on much music and like, it just, it hooked me. It was like an eight minute video. And I'm like this, I'm like, this is fucking phenomenal. (laughs) Uh, So like that song hooked me on them. And then like, I'm watching Terminator two. And then you could be mine kicks in. And then like minutes later, I'm like on eBay buying the CD single just because it had Arnold on the cover. (laughs) I have it in a box still.
1: That is absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, Upcoming shows. Where can people find you? Um, keep in mind, this should be dropping like middle of September-ish.
1: Middle of September. So I have a show on the 15th for Can-Am Wrestling in, mm-hmm. in his film. Um on the sixteenth uh there's an l p w show out in um sherrod park right after it in the Sherrod park uh crusaders uh arena yeah or just outside um and then after that, I believe it's the twenty seventh is the last Friday of the month that would be the twenty I'll double check that um I'd use my phone, but I'm using my phone right now. So Uh,
0: The 29th is the last Friday of September.
1: 29th. Then the 29th would be uh, LPW. Um, What number are we on now? 19?
0: LPW 19.
1: Yo, good number right there. (laughs) LPW 19 in uh, Edmonton, Alberta at the South End Rec Room. And
0: that's going to be a banger. I mean, Speedball and MRB, you can't go wrong.
1: Oh, yo. And then I just noticed uh, – Zoe Nicaris? Yep. Yo! That
0: match is gonna go. That's a, that's a banger alert right there. So, Yo,
1: and I'm pretty sure Golden Boy is gonna be back too. Like, that, the BC crews that come in. Oh my goodness. All this talent. Absolutely phenomenal. Especially for people that have only been wrestling for like two, three years. Mm-hmm. Super talented. I don't see any ego on them. They're just, mm-hmm. like... Travis Williams I will I cannot say any any bad thing about that guy mm-hmm. he is an absolute beauty of a person yeah like even just meeting Reloaded this weekend or at the last LPW show yeah, the last phenomenal LP- people <laughs> like oh uh, man
0: I've told this story before but I'll say it just one more time but like when Dynamite was here in Winnipeg we were at the Forks you know like having a couple of beers so a few buddies that were in town, and then. One of the guys is like, oh, I think uh, Nicole Matthews is over there. And it's like, we go over there. It's like, oh, yeah. But then I'm like, holy shit, she's with Reloaded. And then like, because like um, Sharif saw my shirt and it was, you know, just a wrestling shirt. He's like, oh, you like wrestling? She wrestles. And I was like, yeah, I know who she is. But then I'm like, I also know who you two are. You guys had the banger with State of Emergency. And they were like, you saw that? I was
1: like, (laughs) of course I saw it.
0: So after that, I was like, you two are great. So I love those. Reloaded is fantastic. Nicole oh, is are they They're
1: ever? Awesome. Like, yeah. just uh, again, like everyone, honestly, um, a lot of people that, I, that I've had the pleasure of having a conversation with, like, honestly, especially like this year, like Camille Brickhouse, Warhorse, uh, James Storm, um, everyone from BC, like, Everyone I've met this year so far, great people. Absolutely Mm -hmm. great people that, like, I would have the utmost pleasure of sharing a ring with anyone. So, not just them, but, like, anyone else. Like, let's go. Come on. (laughs) Like,
0: I'll say this right now. The Canadian wrestling scene, it's absolutely incredible. There's so many fantastic people, a part of it right now. And it's great watching everyone grow and just, like, bringing everyone else up to like succeed so it's it's phenomenal right now
1: oh is it ever like oh and then not to also to mention too like Sean Moore beauty beauty of a person I mm-hmm. freaking love the sass boys whenever they come up like again again all the talent in the world super nice super mm-hmm. humble They could kill you within like an instant, but (laughs) (laughs) I like to think people don't want to kill me yet. So let's go. (laughs) Okay.
0: For those listening, if they're not following you now, like social media, anything like that, if you want to plug, here's your chats. Go ahead.
1: All right. So Twitter would be uh, at Rad Lumberjack. Okay. Yeah. At Rad Lumberjack. Yeah. There we go. And then then Instagram would be uh, Lumberjack underscore Larry Woods perfect for Instagram. Those are the only two things. Anything else? Ah, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Okay.
0: <laughs> Larry, this was great. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Oh, Hey, thanks for bringing me on. Like always love to talk. I talk a little too much. Hey, good for you though. Not even bringing up transformers Friggin right. rights. So I'm not going to relapse now. <laughs>
0: thank you so much larry and thank you for checking out the podcast i say it every time i will always say it i truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling if it's your first time listening you can find me up on twitter at GraymakerPod, all other social media Graymaker wrestling podcast email GraymakerPodcast at gmail.com up on all podcast streaming platforms and you can find me every saturday up on Love Wrestling with my good friend Pluggo doing 4 Exposure as we take a look at the world of independent wrestling. There's so many other great programs on Love Wrestling, so definitely check them out. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.